0: it's on. Yeah. I need to anything. Uh, good evening uh, my name is uh, Apostle milani Uh, Welcome to uh, uh, the one before the last event of uh, our quarter. It's been a rather eventful quarter. Uh, The last event will be on December 3rd, uh, Thursday, same place. Uh, Said Golkar will be talking about his new book called uh, uh, The Basij. It is uh, easily the most comprehensive uh, discussion of how Basij is organized, how they train, what their ideology is, and how they're used to uh, implement social control in Iran. Uh, So that is on December 3rd. Uh, We have a number of events coming up for next quarter. If you are not on our list, I strongly suggest you put your name so that you can get updates. Uh, We are tentatively announcing a conference that we are going to organize on uh, January 14th. Uh, it is to announce the arrival of uh, the collection of papers by Ushangi Golshiri. All his private papers, all his notes, are now here. Uh, the 24 boxes. Uh, we are going to soon open it for scholars to. Uh, do research on it, and in order to uh, celebrate it, we are organizing a conference. We are inviting several people from inside Iran. Well, Golshiri's uh, son, Barbad Golshiri, uh, uh, Farzaneh tahiri who is herself a very accomplished uh, critic and translator, and heads the Golshiri Foundation in Iran, she'll be coming. Uh, we, we we're inviting. Uh, Several people from outside Iran as well. The list will be finalized hopefully by next week. So uh, that would be, I think, uh, a major event in terms of uh, uh, analysis of Golshiri's work, who I think is one of the most influential writers of his generation. We are very happy to uh, be welcoming Mr. Uh, Afshar here. Professor Afshar now teaches uh, East Coast in the University of uh, Massachusetts. He is a local, he is uh, uh, trained uh, partially around here, partially in Los Angeles. He has a master's in animation. Some of his work has been exhibited in some of the most prestigious places for this kind of uh, uh, art. Uh, When I was looking at a couple of his uh, animations on Rostam, uh, the idea that Rostam, our cultural icon, would be talking to uh, a drug addict in the streets. Uh, was, in the beginning, a little bit jarring. I thought, well, wow, uh, Mr. Bezaei is going to complain about this one. <laughs> so how are you, why are you making fun of the Rostam? And then I remembered that uh, Obeidah Zakani makes fun of Rostam. Uh, uh, Rostam makes fun of Rostam. Uh, and uh, Fariduna Obeidah says, unless we get over our Rostam complex, we will never have democracy in Iran. So this might be the beginning of the burgeoning of democracy in Iran right here. So welcome, Professor Afshar.
1: Get the mic going first. So thank you, Mr. Milani. Uh, Good evening. Thanks for coming. Uh, Just to clarify. I'm not trying to make fun of Rostam uh, anyhow. Um, it's basically exploring in that realm and bringing Rostam to see what type of satire we can create uh, in modern Iran. Um, I'm here today to talk briefly about animation in Iran and especially after the revolution, as well as my own animated series, Rostam in Wonderland, and its concerns. Uh, just a little bio. Or where I come from. I was born and raised in Iran uh, in the early 80s. Um, went to a very well-corrupted, uh, destructive education system in Iran. Uh, finished high school, moved to the United States, went to Cal Arts and UCLA, studied animation uh, and digital media. And now I'm developing the animation program at the University of Massachusetts, Lowell. uh, close to Boston. I would like to start with a a brief background on my approach to art and where I think it lays roots. Uh, My generation, the generation of 80s kids, uh, or Dahe Shastiha, were born and raised during the Iran-Iraq War in a very polarized culture. Uh, We dealt with social norms in different ends and at home, and in the society, and the perfect recipe for nostalgia to be developed. Nostalgia, according to books, is pleasure and sadness uh, combined that is caused by remembering the past and wishing that you could experience it again. Uh, This is the common realm I usually like to explore in in my work as as an artist. Uh, And it very much has uh, deep roots in my subconscious when when I'm working. Uh, One thing my generation shares in its subconscious is definitely a very strong coping mechanism. Uh, Experiencing the aftermaths of a hijacked revolution and dealing with the war uh, through a child's lens makes anyone want to hold on to his or uh, her good (coughs) memories in order to wash away the bitter ones. Uh, most, of, most of these memories, for us, are the cartoons we used to watch from the Iranian national TV during the war. Although, after the revolution, there was not much production and animation at that time in Iran, but uh, the imported content that was uh, mostly from Japan was very engaging for us kids. Uh, I also would like to talk about these production, these these animation productions that came from Japan, and how they uh, changed how we looked at our society and how we were developed as 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 youth, um, and how they the, the social social media conductors uh, made us engaged in that in that drill, and how we were engaged. So, just a brief history on, on animation. As some of you might know, just like many more real or fictional inventions of Iranians, animation has roots in Iran. Um, I think about 5,000 years ago in Burnt city, Sistan Balochistan province, uh, they found a bull with a leaping goat trying to get the fruit from the tree. Uh, although it's not animation, it's not in the modern term animation, but it's a, it's a sequential approach to optical illusion that creates that, tor- that sort of movement that we call animation today. Um, if you are interested, this was the leaping goat, And that is the bull. So I would like to link myself to an ancient animation in Iran. Who knows? Um, animation was more or less born uh in the early 20th century in in the west uh and when it was at at its peak the the golden age of animation in the 50s that's when animation <coughs> came to iran by uh artists like Esfandiar Ahmadi uh, Murtaza Momayez uh, Fares al- Mesghali uh, Dr. Zarin uh, Kirk Uh, At this time, they were mostly just experimenting uh, with the medium. Um, Not much studying the filmmaking aspects or uh, how you can engage the mass population with that medium. Uh, Although the years that they developed animation in Iran, they established a strong platform for animation to be considered an art form. Uh, But because of the heavy Eastern European influences they had um, They didn't much lay a solid foundation uh, For animation to work as an industry and this is we're talking about 60s 50s and 60s in Iran The Institute for intellectual Development of children and young adults or from pavish victory At that time was the main studio for animation production and the contents created created were mostly revol- revolving dominance, hegemony, uh, social structure, uh, and this wasn't the, the, the right uh, foundation for the youth to be engaged. Although, as fine artists, what they were doing was brilliant. <coughs> uh, because of this weakness, if, if we call it a weakness, uh, and the lack of hardware resources in Iran, At that time, Iranian state TV couldn't produce animated series per demand. So what they needed to do was to import foreign animations and air them through either one of the two channels that we had in the 80s. At this time in in the late 70s, early 80s, US and Japan were basically the the pioneers. They were the dominant forces in, in the field. But because the political conflicts that we had with the US and the value systems, the the conflicts that we had, uh, it wasn't possible to show American animation in Iran. But the Japanese counterparts were a great match. Now what is really interesting is is that although these series were attractive enough for engaging the youth in... Many uh, countries out, outside of Iran, I mean, these, these cartoons from Japan were uh, shown in France, in, all, all over in Europe, in, in South America, uh, wherever they reached. But in Iran, the majority of the contents of these films were one way or another manipulated. First of all, most series selected had the protagonist of the story as an orphan. Disabled, parentless, deserted, or exiled person. Uh, Secondly, according to the cultural norms, the contents were often censored or changed in the editing steps, editing stages. I'm going to show you some of these uh, uh, series and briefly give you some examples. Those of you who are... Born in the eighties, I see smiles on your faces. I'm going to give you some chills, uh, hearing the sounds and seeing uh, seeing these images. <clears throat> so I need to add that it's this is this might be interesting. Uh, so Nippon Studio in Japan was a was a famous studio producing animation at that time, early seventies. Some of their most famous animators were Miyazaki and Takahata. These guys later separated and created Studio Ghibli. That's the, the, the main Japanese studio right now producing animation. Finally, in the early 2000s, U.S. decided to um, dub some of their animations, their feature animations, like Totoro, actually Totoro was a little bit earlier, but Spirited Away, um, Princess Mononoke, so it it, it became popular in, in the in the U.S. as well. But they were the backbone of uh, of this studio. They uh, they had a very famous series called uh, the World Theater series. They were mostly uh, focusing on uh, literature, classic novels. And that was the content for their animations, and they had really great. Animation, as, as you might know, is a very meticulous job. It's time-consuming. And they were the masters at, at, at creating these characters within, within those uh, environments and make them believable. That was, that was the most important thing, making a character believable and how you, uh, how you make a character appealing to the audience. So these guys were doing a great job and the content would match the Iranian uh, taste. For, for youth. Um, let's go through some of these cartoons. This is Maya the Bee. We call this Nikoniku. Niku. <coughs> um, they were looking for their mothers. They, 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 they didn't have mothers. Uh, I mean, I think, I'm not sure if they were siblings or not, but they were looking for a parent. That's one. Let's go on. This is Adventures of Hajj the Honeybees, uh, the Honeybee. We call this Hajj uh, Zanbura Asal. He was also looking for his mother. Because of this series, I'm terrified of insects. The prey mantis in this in this show was the villain. As a child, I created this humongous uh, villain in my my head I remember in high school going back home there was a prey mantis on top of the stairs I couldn't go home to this day I'm I'm afraid of them because of this series uh, Dunchuck or Pasadis Reja his mom had died <laughs> Chubin uh, coming from a foreign planet uh, this guy was looking for his mom too uh, and there was a an evil creature called Broompa holding his mom away. And the mall was censored. Exactly. Oh, and that is true. The, the the final episode when we when we were all waiting to see what happens at the end, uh, the, the the whole episode was a mashup of just just scenes without any narrative because the dress the mom was wearing was inappropriate for TV. So we we, we finally I mean, we had to imagine and concluded somehow for ourselves that this this was a happy ending. Anyways. We ha- we had Swiss family Robinson. Uh, this in Iran it was translated the De Dr. Ernest. There was a shipwreck and they were isolated in a in an island and They had to cope with the the new system, uh, the new environment. And it's it's really interesting that when I see this one, I was watching it the other day, it's kind of, they're always, all their dialogues is about hope. So they're they're living for hope, for a better situation for themselves. Maybe, maybe this was the same platform in Iran with us children after a disaster, after the war, after the revolution, People wanting, wanting hope. So, maybe this one didn't involve orphans, so that was surprising. Um, we have Sinbad, or in this case, it was Arabian Arabian Nights: Adventures of Sinbad. He was also in, lost in the desert. Little bits. There were many orphans in this, in this uh, series. We 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 knew this series as Lily Pete. That's really interesting. They had was it was changed. Uh, story of Perin, this was called Ba The translation is with, with a family, although she didn't have a family. So even with the title, they tried to change it a little bit. She was an orphan. Uh, Banner and Flappy, this was Banner the, the squirrel. It was an injured orphan squirrel. The owl character in this series, um uh, de the Shahtar, died trying to... Protect him at the end of the series. Ramcall or Rascal the raccoon, injured orphan raccoon. This was a famous one. Daddy Longlegs, Dix, the uh, rose, an orphan. Belle and lost, looking for his mom. Heidi, Geralt the alps, orphan living with a grandfather. Even the 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 soccer series that was really famous the protagonist of the series didn't have a dad and he, he had to deal not with having a dad in Japan living with the mom. He had to, co- he had to um, get close to his uncle who came from Brazil in order to get that um, father figure in his life. So and also there were many characters censored in this one as well because, because, of, because, of, him, because of a female character that was involved. It wasn't. Mom. It was the mom's boyfriend. The mom's exactly. Boyfriend. Thank you. <laughs> Katri, girl, girl of the Meadows." An an orphan. Story of the Alps. My Annette. This was a famous one. Uh, there were orphans, obviously, but it, it's interesting that the original soundtrack for this series was also changed. Uh, it, it was changed to a score by Majid and Tazami, played with Santour. I guess to, to make a better nostalgic effect on the kids, uh, j- just to give you that chill, the 80s kids here. Oh, it's not. Now, what's important is that however they could, these conductors for the, for the social media, at that time, they engaged the kids. So we know that. Uh, with these creations, they hooked us in. But aside from that, they were trying to prepare the children in case they get hit by a disaster. Whether it was becoming an orphan, uh, losing a home, or simply exper- ex- exper- experiencing the war. Uh, it was a very manipulating tactic, but it worked. So it gives me the chills, kind it? And this is the Santupe. This was, this is not the original soundtrack, but it was changed to make a better effect on the kids at that time, because it, is, it, 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 it. Uh, I have experts, uh, excerpts from uh, some of these cartoons, and I want to show you uh, mostly how in their dreams they realize that they have a parent. Now, it's, it's the wartime. It's it's understandably... Many parents were lost, or mostly father, father figures, and I'm going to talk about that in the Iranian-made animations. Uh, but still, now that we're adults, we're dealing with these effects of, of these type of, um, I don't want to call it corruption in, in, the, system, in, the, in, in the media system, but uh, it affected us. Huge. It, was, it had a huge effect. Um, you might not think that they had, they had the effect, um, but uh, most of my generation's nightmares, fears, and stipulations are heavily intertwined with these memories and stories. Uh, one of my earliest memories uh, is when I remember watching a, a show called Cendipiti in the Ekbatan complex, and the uh, sirens went off for the missile attacks. And the, the show was cut off, and we had to run away with the TV. The TV went blank, and there was the siren. So, that is my er, one of my earliest memories of, of the war. Let's take a look at. <laughs>
2: من بیا، میخوام تو رو ببرم به یه پر پرست بود باشه باشناخته همه چیز دیباست کنه اون سرندی پیتی هم که بهشون اجازه داده شده توی این جزیر بین مثل همه احالی از زندگی در اونجا گل زفتی برد.
1: Kid having the nightmare losing in parent. but it was normalized for us. It was kind of, it was crystallized in our heads that this might happen. It was, it was, it was something normal. Now I talk to my students and their problems is very different than what it, what would be experienced. Maybe it made us in better people. it different planet no, it's on
2: Earth I'm
1: looking for. Uh, we had also uh, Iranian series that were attempts there were it was animation, kinda of like uh, photo montages, sequential photo montages that we, we called animation in Iran and uh, it, it followed the same principle of a kid losing a parent. In this case, Ali Kuchulu uh, This kid lost his dad in the war. Uh, probably this was why one of the very few Iranian in animations in this series uh, that it was, it was a successful one because although felt sad for this kid, having a dad, and every episode he was dealing with this issue, um, it was engaging. Outside of our homes, mostly, for us, so my class of living, outside outside of home, this was going on at school, in the street, for many, they were involved with this every day, they lost some so it was, it, it even was more engaging. Um, so move a little bit further to the Iranian animation industry. After the war, and during the time the country was reconstructing itself, uh, the same system was in place for the state TV until the mid '90s, when the satellites came into the scene. At this time, the role of the state TV was a little bit diluted. Uh, because of the generation, because the generation was changing and in need, and in need for more updated con- content. What I remember watching was American-made cartoon network series. But again, I was the minority. For the majority of the kids, it was still the state TV. In the late 90s and the early 2000s, Iranian studios started to gain some momentum through uh, government funded uh, budgets to produce Iranian animations with the Iranian content. At uh, this time, there were four major studios Kanun, which was uh, the major one from before the revolution, Hur, Ressan Efad, and Sabo, all connected to the government, uh, all operating on, under the state budget with heavy content control. In one of my visits to Kanun, uh, maybe 8-9 years ago, um, I met a filmmaker, he, he, I think his, his film was 10 minutes. So 10 minutes, every minute is 60 seconds, every second is 24 frames for film. About 12 drawings. Uh, so it, it was about 6,000-7,000 drawings right, to make this film one of the tools that the main character was using was a comb just to comb the hair it resembled a jewish symbol so it was censored so that he had to go back change every frame to to not portray something that might resemble a jewish symbol so it was heavily it is still heavily controlled in the in, in the studios um although there were there are doing they're creating great films, mostly short films, uh, but because they can basically uh, maneuver around these censors. Uh, with TV series is different. They need a big budget to create these series. Uh, it's not just one film you create, it's five minutes, and it's hard to, to um, maneuver around these censorship um, Laws or figures that watch over what you create. Uh, So at that time, in the early two thousands, they started to explore with projects revolving around the religious contents, stories like stories from Quran, from from, uh, prophets, imams, and this was definitely. And it was an unsuccessful attempt because the kids were simply not interested. The second attempt was to focus on mythical stories uh, of Middle East and Iran, such as the story of Jamshid, Zahok, Gashos. Uh, But again, the result was not noteworthy because um, the kids don't get the education in the school system on the the mythical uh, stories in Iran, the mythical history of Iran mythology of Iran. I don't remember any mythology in my in my education in Iran. I don't know if, if, if I'm mistaken. please correct me. Uh, but that, it was an attempt. The, the, the kids couldn't make a connection to their identity with these characters. So that, that was also, although it was getting better, it was, I think it was a failed attempt. Uh, more than the mythical stories of the East, of Iran, kids got to know more about the Western mythology because Western studios had the resources, had the technology, the fancy visuals, so they, they engaged the kids more in, 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 in their own uh, story, storytelling traditions. Most kids, after my generation, know Hercules better than Gashos, per se. And it's because of the fancy, entertaining story, uh, technical um, abilities of the Western uh, counterparts. The third attempt, uh, and this this is only about a decade ago, uh, came when personal computers got far more advanced, and Iranian animators could at least do a better job technically. Uh, in order to pull in some audiences. The content for this third attempt was based on Iranian folk stories. Stories that are transferred orally. And we have this tradition from uh, many thousand years ago in Iran. I got to uh, learn about our oral traditional storytellings through music. Because that's a part of our music. Some are written, some are not. The folk music is, is mostly, uh, we call it chest to chest. So you sit down in front of your master, he plays, you play, he plays, you play, un- until you get that story. So that's how it's, it's transferred. So the kids had the ear for that type of story, and the, te- the, the, the technical parts were better, they were um, improved, but still there was a problem, the content. The content was really clean and, and proper, so, one famous uh, project is actually Sheik This was this was a really uh, well-known project. I think in the two thousand three or four in Iran. Uh, the The character design is, is is great. The stories are solid, but after watching a couple of episodes, you lose interest. as a, As a teenager, as as the the young generation in Iran, because still it's controlled, you feel that. You don't have, you don't have space to maneuver as as a kid being uh, creative, being imaginative. Um, So this was the third attempt and now we have the internet. So after the internet's entrance in Iran and with faster connections, Artists and filmmakers started to produce web-based work to be seen without any content control from the government. Currently, there are several projects that are very popular, uh, mostly on the social media platforms. A good example is Dirin Dirin. Uh, This project was started as a web series, but found its way into the state TV after its popularity in the social media. Uh, There's a controlled version of this series in the state TV channels. Um, but still, it, it has many followers. Uh, younger generations are following it. Older generations are. Uh, it's about everyday life in Iran. And the issues that everyday life um, creates, for, for one. Uh, let's, let's watch an episode. For those of you... Who, uh, this isn't Farsi. I'm going to explain what's going on.
2: درن درن. این یک اسکناس در دوران ویسر سامانیان است این سالمند غصد خرید روزان است سلام فروش کننده سلام ای خرنده ام. 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 آنان چند است؟ به یک چندر غاز است ای سالمند اوه چقدر گذاف می باشد ام. رابط این فرابرده های لبنی است؟ دو چندر و نیم غاز است این سال من ای بابام ای بنابراین محصولات چند چندست؟ دویست چندر غاز اه. کامل ناقابل من تنها نیم چندره بدون غاز دارم آخر من با این چون کنم حال بی حساب شدیم یک بار جواب سلام دادم سه بار هم قیمت گفتم که روی هم می شود نیم ده؟ غاز how
1: much is the bread? This much. How much is the milk? That much.
2: Oh, you
1: Simple as that, and that's everyday life in Iran. It's just in, within the dialogues how how this humor is working with the, with with the younger generation, and, and for some reason it, it, uh, it engages them. Uh, but also they other films that are being produced by artists, f- filmmakers outside of Iran. Uh, this particular one caught my eye. Um, it's made in France by Sarah Seydan. Um, it's, a short, actually it's a short film, it's 15-16 minutes long, but it's worth it. It has subtitles and I want you guys to see it because it's a very important film. Uh, it's about nostalgia. It's about a kid from my generation making a film about Iran, outside of Iran. It's my story. If I could make this film, I would. I couldn't. I didn't have the talent. She has something going on, and I want you guys to watch. Can you dim the a little bit? Sure. Do you think we can plug this I, It didn't work out, work out the first time. to oh. disconnect your mic. And I got the, the rights to show this film, so I hope she's... All right. Just And... Yeah, it's up all the way. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. but oh i
2: بچه ها در شکسته اجاباتونو بذاری خانومه ناجی فقط ده روز منده میخوام قهرمان کشور که میره استرالیا از تیمه ما باشه
1: سابقه دو شنا نیست. ما قایق نجاتیم. اگه میتونم شنا شرکت کنم. می تو استرالیا.
2: حالا فعلا که ویداد داره می ساره دیدم خیلی سریمی دوی گفتم بیاد توتیم ما این دفتره اصلا شما گرم بیدم این که اومد بچه هاشوخی بسته تمینو شروع کنیم دیگه درازش عمرم بیدو از این بابا آره اش تمومه شاهدان اینی با فداکاری خود موجب نجاتان ها شده است اکنون همکار ما خیار جانی باشه انشالله دست در نکن دست دیگه دخترا در پلیگ اصلا تو اینجا چی کار میکنی؟ تو که قریق نجات نیستی پکری همینجوری کشکی میتونی به جای ما رو بگیری ای وای ساری جان برگرد بینم آخه چرا دوام میکنیم دخترا چرای میگرم ما در جوی خوشش اخه خودایی کمایید نگاه کجما چرایی دسته چقدمید عروز خانمه دخترم مبارکه مسابقه کشوریه باید یکی انتخاب کنم خانم دوماله کسی میگردین؟ اینجاست از هر روز میگی میرم درست میای اینجا بیا بمینم دختر خانم تشریف ببرید بیرون این دیگه با چه نیست بیاد اینجا با شما بازی کنه. من این خرج خانه است بازه هفته دیگه هم عروسی شد. بیا بینیم آنه ای بابا حیف شد ساره میتونست برنده بشه سر ندار دیگه. Vi dörpa Talat & Haroon till mars till lä
1: It's
0: interesting,
2: we had a uh,
0: discussion. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're
0: asking why the design of the character was so different. Uh, simply, I mean, this
1: is a very very simple story. Um, it, it has a beginning, middle, and end. It has its um, protagonist, antagonist, the twist, and a conclusion. But just by doing this, you identify with the character, the antagonist, that is, is simplified. But this, this character, because it's more stylized, automatically you push it back it's an object it's an external object so now I'm going to get to this why we designed the Rostam character in my series this way Um, this is this is not something that we invented uh, but let me show you something so I can do this It doesn't really matter what tool I use. I have this character. I have this character in my head. Uh, I, I, we don't see with our eyes. We see our, with, our, with this pile of meat up here. Uh, so knowing your character is really important. Making the character believable is really important. This is the character I know. So I can identify with this character. It's in my head. I'm not, I'm just, these are just tools. Right? So we're talking about how character design can work and can help out. And I'm going to get to this when we get to Rostam. Uh, this guy. Um, and we had a big debate with my uh, friend and colleague Surush Rezaei. We had so many conversations back and forth on, on how we should do this character. Should we do a stylized version or we should do a simple one? and we concluded on something like that, make it more simplified so the audience can better relate to the character uh, devoid of any, any style, devoid of any um, form. It's just about the content. Okay? I'm just going to give you uh, more information about uh, this series. So as I said, I migrated to US in 2000 after high school I was not into mythology at all. I was not into Persian traditional music at all. It was all about nostalgia. All about nostalgia. It was, and it's, this is understandable, going back to the roots and trying to find out where you are when you're split in half between a culture that is in, it's U.S. and a culture that is Iran. Uh, so trying to find yourself within your culture. Um, I started to study shahnameh, just reading shahnameh, book of kings by Ferdowsi and other um, scripts from ancient Iran Uh, and finally after four or five years of just studying these scripts and these books and from in any forms or uh, medium from the book itself or to the to the documentaries to films just trying to find out trying to make that connection to the identity Uh, I concluded two exhibitions one was called Pahlavan it was about the heroes of Shahnameh uh, and how they try to uh, uh, it was about their struggles within uh, about uh, them being patriots them being heroes fighting a country or for, for land. And the second one was this series, it was called Seven Conquests of Story. It wasn't about the stories of Shah at all. Um, these paintings were shown in Tehran and the main goal for me was to have a dialogue about storytelling rather than telling the stories themselves. And I wanted to create a dialogue uh, about the stories and develop conversations and why these stories survived uh... the seven conquests of history, of t- or, or time, how these storytelling traditions were transferred uh... generation by generation, why they, su- they survived uh... more than anything else. It was basically an impro- improvisation in an abstract form, uh, abstract visuals on how how I can tell these stories but they're mine they're not anybody else's. If it, if that makes any sense. So this is Rostam and Sohrab. They were, they were shown, in, shown in Tehran. There were a lot of conversation about them with uh, the audiences. This is Seven conquests of Rostam. Rostam and Esfendiar. And uh, you also created an installation uh, for this exhibition and let the audience interact with the story by manipulating uh, or not manipulating if they decided uh... the story based on their identity and beliefs this was a study on why people tend to change a story regardless of the creator's intention so when when let's say feridus gathered the the author of book of kings he gathered these stories added to them decided which ones are the right ones or the ones that he wanted to uh... portray in his book but then like any other book from the ancient times, it goes through editions. People come in, they think this, this, this part is not right, so they try to change it. But, w- so this installation was about whether you would do this or not. It was, it was really interesting. Many people decided to change it. We had, uh, we had uh, one of the poems by Feroci up there. And extra words around it and we let people change the words if they wanted to based on contemporary uh, life, whether on, on modern life many people, most people did. Uh, we invited Mahmoud Abdullah Taboudi to come and see this installation. I think he was the only person who said I don't want to change it. I'm, for, for whatever reason he had He said, it's fine, however it is, just let it be. Um, And it was a really interesting experience. So, um, at this time, I got to know Suru Shazay. He's now a celebrity in Iran, very popular with his uh, animated films. It's mostly satire, what he does. Many times we had clashes, conflicts over the content that we created for the for the series, for the Rostami Wonderland series, because I wanted it to be more neat, more proper, I wanted it to go crazy. Um, we met, this is him, he has many uh, popular animated series uh, of his own. We met uh, in, a, in a workshop in Tehran. It's, it's interesting that I was going back to my roots, trying to learn about Iranian mythology and stories and folklore and everything and he was doing the opposite. He was working on uh, Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies and Warner Brothers animation. Uh, So it was a a nice collaboration with him. Uh, And I mentioned that I would like to bring Rostam to a contemporary setup and because I wasn't living in Iran for for several years, uh, I needed him to be my filter but also uh, more importantly the, the the plot generator, because i wasn't there, although uh, I was trying to keep myself familiarized familiarized with uh, what was going on in the news and the social um, social practices with you know within within the, the youth culture uh, but he was living it, and he's a very smart artist and a very sensitive one to his social environment so Uh, That was our our collaboration. We started with uh, designs that were a little bit different than the original one. Uh, We developed the content from, we needed to develop content revolving around the sanctions, uh, the economic issues, racism in Iran, and these are subjects that are not usually uh, dealt with uh, within the youth uh, culture. (coughs) <coughs> Characters needed to be believable, connectable, and vessels for self-identifying. Um, that's why we decided to go from a very stylized design to a very simple one. Uh, almost childish approach visually to the point that the series is completely um, devoid of um, form, but considered in content. <coughs> We needed to create a realm that the audience could enjoy nostalgia, but be present at the same time. And that was the main goal. Uh, I would like to show the first episode and the last episode for the show. And we can wrap up this talk with questions and and answers if you want. Sorry about the audio problem that we have here. Should I disconnect this? Okay. This is the first episode about sanctions, uh, medical sanctions.
2: یه دقیقه باستا یه پسرم بیا سپاس گذارم پیر مرد خواهش میکنم پسرم ما بله شما رو نداره شما بخصند رفت این دیگه چی بود نه جون فکر کنم مردان آهنین بود آهن و پشم با هم بود دارو رو بیده گردم آفرین چی زود بده ببینم بیا به دی این چیه دیگه همون که گفته بوده دیگه ازش چی خواستی ازش که چیز کا چیز پاندوم داده بهت با ماکن استفاده کنیم دیگه اینکه به درد ما نمیخوره باز به چه دردی میخوره این واسه بچه داره نشدنی با یعنی بچه دوست ندارن نه دیگه دوست ندارن این آدم های آینده مثل که مهره ندارن بله بله شما مهره پدری دارین چی؟ ببخشید ببخشید پدر اجل کن دیگه درد دارم او حدیثم الان عدیفش میکنم اسمش چی بود؟ آنپول ویتامینکا چشماتو من. اول منو بذار زمین بعدش قیل شد منم رستم دستا میری تای صفا گرنه از دارو خبری نیست منم بخل با گفتم میری تای صفا گرنه از دارو خبری نیست باشه باشه ما شالله همین پندرزه بیشه بسته بود خانوم بله شما از کاندوم استفاده میکنید رخ مار مرسی که بیشور اون خیلی نه میدیم اینا خوششون میاد یا بدشون میاد آقا، نوبت خونمات شونسه. آقا، دارو نه هانی. بله، بله، بله. چی می‌خواستین؟ آمپول ویتامین کا. نسخه بله. نسخه پس چه زمانو واسه چی؟ این داروی انعقاد خونه، بیشتر کاروردش واسه سخت جنینه. بدون تایید دکترزم و زایمان به هیچگی نمیدیم وای سخت جنین نگه شما چرا اینجوریم آقای با فکر کنم دفعه قد بهش جنس تاریخ مصرف گذشته داده بودین الان کارش به سخت جنین کشیده <تصارست> ساکت بدون نسخه دارو نمیدیم به همه اید بیرون <تصارست> جوارو میخوایده داشت <تصارست> آله <تصارست> بدون نسخه نمیدن من بیا بدن نسخه به دوارو میدن کجا میریم؟ ناصر خسرو ببادیانی؟ اونشو دیگه نمیدونم تو بیا فقط دمان ما شایر بود اخی بپر ترکی موتور جا بغلیم یا yeah, منم رستم الاسدان جا بغلیمان چی کار بکنی نداشت پولیس میگیره موتورو میخوابونه آروم بگیر یه دیگه خبابا اینورا آمپول ویتامین کا والله برام موزلدی آرا بیا گیر آوردم آمپول ویتامین کا آفرین خودشه حالا تزریق کن به کجاش به پشتش به کجای پشتش بک به... آه. باش آها آفرین آی آی پیدار دقت کن اول شورقم بابایی ای کن آها تموم شد پسرم پدر خیلی خوشحالم از این که دوباره تو سالم و سرحال چون کوه استوار و چون درخ سرف را چی شد مرد ببینم چی بود این بار چینی بود یعنی چی چینی چیه هیچی دیگه دارو چینی بهت انداختن من برم دیگه چمکم بدین گونه او پاره کرد فرطن نخیش از این کشت کشت
1: Alright, so I'm gonna skip uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna skip the, set, uh, the 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 last episode you can find it online because that you told me we we're uh Oh sorry uh, do you wanna check the sound on the player? Uh, I guess it's VGA. Oh, so... on the on the, um... Go on the computer. I did. Oh you did. Oh, okay.
0: didn't
1: did work. Uh, so we went through all those shallow jokes and all those satire just for the end to talk about the sanctions that's all the effect we wanted So uh, it, it's really tricky, it's very sensitive uh, we finished five episodes each different uh, but the most interesting part of this project was how people interacted with us in, in social media uh, that, was, that was very educational uh, the, the last uh, episode is about racism in Iran against Afghans uh... we had about two thousand comments just people going at each other uh, talking about race and them showing off how they're not racist so i think that conversation was uh... at the end a good conclusion for this project i'm here for any questions if, Yes. I
0: Posted on social media, you mm-hmm. said you bypass. In case you want to make something like this for the general population on television, do you have to first run it by an official? I mean, they have to first. You have to send it to an organization that looks at first it. First,
1: you need to go through. A, you need to talk to a studio if you have a project. They have their own authorities, and then also they have their own. So it's it's a very complicated structure. Here, it's mostly whether it sells or not in the studios. Over there, it's mostly about the content and if it sells. Uh, it's it's funny with, with the budget that I think it's about sixty million for for animation per year. It's not a small budget, ha- although half of it needs to be provided by advertisement. Um, so it's a, it's a very tricky tricky. Project. If you want to get into it, usually they don't get any permits to do that.
0: Are you able to make money out of this? Because I'm sure you'd no, no, like to. Not yeah.
1: really. I I don't. But my colleague Surush, he makes advertisement oh, uh, on social media mostly for for companies.
2: And
1: these are found on YouTube. Right? Yes, oh. yes. It's Rosam and Wonderland. It's, you'll you. you'll find. It. Thank you. Yes.
0: Right. They
1: didn't. W- they had the world theater series within those, uh, they had probably about 50-60 series. Uh, the, the Iranian state TV chose about 15-20 that they, f- they found suitable for Iran and also they changed it so it was uh, whoever did it, did it wisely and with a the, with the, with the purpose.
2: How did
1: uh, his uh, books and stories survive in thousands of years? The Bachchanamay. Bachchanamay. How did it survive? There wasn't a print shop there. Well, we al- we always had uh, o- older versions that were kept for a long time. But also, the most important thing. This is the, the lesson I learned from my music teacher. He's a he's a he's a court. He plays ta- tambour. I asked for a long time. I was telling him. Why don't you bring this music out of Kerman Shah, and this isolated area? And he said, uh, I don't need, we don't need to. If, it, if it's strong enough, it's going to survive on its own. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. So these books, like Shah Na or any other book that survived, Aside from uh, attacks of you know, foreigners or the, the governments wanting to burn something down so it doesn't exist anymore, I, I believe um, they, they survived mostly because it had an audience. It st- still has an audience. Uh, I, I was a, probably a 20-year-old... Immigrants in the United States from Iran still going back to see what they were talking about. So, should have been a powerful project. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you for this talk. Uh, one of the things I noticed about the animations that the Iranian are making is the main audience
2: for those are the Iranian living in Iran or probably already you know, immigrated. Mm-hmm. The
1: most, the last recent animation that you showed the, the short film. film. Oh, there was the Rusnam in Wonderland. That's what yeah, you're I'm going I'm sure into. that most part of it was not understandable for... Exactly. Uh, ...for my American family here. Exactly. So, um, I wonder if there is any effort making
0: more international based
1: animations? It, so it can that? be, yes. The other film, the short film that I showed by Tsarasaidan, sort of it is a very inter- international uh, film. The content is, it's re- relatable. Uh, this one is not, but it's it's made for a different purpose. So, lamp, so
2: all Exactly. It's not
1: Translation would be awful. It's language. just really hard. <laughs> okay. yeah. Question? Its drinking time? <laughs> Thank you very much.